Unlock the past and safeguard your memories with ScanMyPhotos.com. Here's our special promo code, GODIGITAL, to get a whopping up to 50% off your photo scanning order. Don't let your cherished moments fade away. Digitize them now with precision and care. Whether it's old slides, photos, or films, bring them into the digital age and relive those precious memories. This is an affiliate promotion, meaning we may earn a commission if you take advantage of this fantastic deal. Act fast, preserve your history, and save big with Go Digital at ScanMyPhotos.com. Hi, I'm Maureen Taylor, the photo detective. I really love family photographs, all of them, from the mystery images you find in shoeboxes and albums to the pictures you snap with your digital devices. No mystery is too small. A simple question about an image can lead to new stories of your ancestors. This means you can count on me to help you identify the people in them, offer solutions for preserving and organizing them, and yes, even guide you in the various ways to gather and share picture stories with your relatives. Hi everyone, it's Maureen Taylor and the Photo Detective, and it is time for another end of the month Facebook Live where you ask me questions about photographs. And I have a few here, but please feel free to ask whatever you've got about preserving, sharing, organizing, digitizing. I'm here to answer your questions. They have a great lineup of questions such as what did cabinet cards cost? What are the numbers on the back of snapshots? What about writing on the back of photographs? There are no silly questions in this world. I love answering your questions. I would like to talk about my podcast and episode 146 which was about using Twitter for a family reunion. This story just sticks with me. So the tale is that this historian by the name of Victoria Johnson bought a used book a long time ago, like 20 years ago, and it sat on her shelf, as we all do, right? We buy all these books. We think we're going to read them. We keep them in our library until we actually need them. And that's pretty much what happened with Victoria. And then about a year or so ago, she opened the book and this photograph fell out of a family from the 1960s. And she thought, she's a big Twitter user. She said, I wonder if I can use Twitter to reconnect the family. And it went from there. This huge world of Twitter historians, I mean, historians on Twitter, all jumped in and helped her solve the mystery and reconnect that story, that photo with the family. There were still people around. So eventually it was sort of like, you know, this person did this research, this person did this research, and then it was it just went, it just boom, went viral. So that's 146 if you are interested in listening to podcasts. We are putting a couple of podcast episodes up on YouTube for the month of October so that maybe if you don't know how to listen to a podcast, they are available on my website. 
But if you want another option and you're like to use YouTube, you'll be able to do that on the YouTube channel. So that's what I'm doing this afternoon is putting a couple of October things up. For the podcast in October, I have Sharon Carmack talking about her research, finding information about an American medium who went to England. And this is a project that I helped her with, not the research of that, but identifying some photographs previously unknown to exist of the woman. So that fits into my series on other ways, other types of people that use photos. I have a ghost hunter. (laughs) Yes, I do. I have a ghost hunter that you might be familiar with. He was on uh, International Ghost Hunters. He's traveled all over the world. He's a local guy and he actually uses old photographs in the ghost hunting. So you get to hear his perspective. So check that out this month. Uh, Who else do I have? I have a woman talking about mourning jewelry and mourning clothes. And that clears up a few misconceptions. So if you don't listen to my podcast, you might want to this month if you're interested in any of those topics. And of course, the end of the month is Ask Maureen, both live and recorded from the previous month. So should we dive in? The theme for September with the podcast was reuniting photos, like orphan photos. So I would like to share a few with you. So in last week's newsletter, we shared some images from, I have to actually read it, it's long. The the Fairview home for friendless children. Some children were only in there for a short period of time and then the parents took them out. But this person shared with me some pictures that they have of the New York Orphan Society or later called Vander Heiden Hall. And these are images that this person, Kevin, is trying to identify. This is in Colony, previously known as the town of Waterlivet, uh, New York. So would you like to see those pictures? I, I think you should see them. They're really gorgeous. They were in the newsletter. We're really hoping uh, somebody recognizes them or has more information. The other thing we're going to do in the newsletter uh, for a couple of you know, here and there is share collections of photographs that need to be identified. And we have one of those from, uh, at least Saginaw, Michigan coming up. I'm working with them on that project. Should we jump into some questions? Someone asked, how much did cabinet cards cost? Now I know everybody wants to know my ancestor did not have enough money. They couldn't possibly have sat for a picture. They didn't have enough money to, to have that kind of dress or clothes or whatever. But in fact, here's a deal. So there's a historian by the name of Robert Taft, and he writes about the history of photography in the United States. And it's from 1839 to about 1889. That's most of what I have here in this library are lots of books on the history of photography, in case you're wondering. He said that in in the beginning, these cabinet cards, cabinet cards are really sort of the 1880s, that you could get a dozen of them at a notable studio for $12, while at a lesser known studio, they could sell for as little as $3. That's for 12. So at, studios advertised that they will, you could go with your friends and if you brought so many, so if you brought 12 friends with you, somebody would get a photo album and all those pictures would go in the album. Gives you a whole new understanding of who might be in that family photo album. I'll be talking about that at the end of October. So watch for Watch for something there. What else? Oh, this is a really common question. You have snapshots, right? From the 1920s or 19 teens. 
and you flip them over and there's a number on the back. What is that number? But what do the numbers on the back of those snapshots mean? So someone wrote to me and said that they actually worked in a photo studio at one point and that the developers stamped the backs of all the photos with the same number in alphanumeric order to keep track of the photos from the same roll of film. And that's exactly what I think. There was several years ago, I was at a conference with Amy Johnson Crow. You probably know her. And if you don't, she's a, a great genealogist. And we had all these photographs that we were trying to match up. And one of the ways we were matching them up was using the number on the back. And of course, the typeface and you know everything else that we had to go with it. But if you have snapshots with numbers on the back, it could be they all came from the same role or from if your ancestor took several roles to the studio, it may just be related to the customer. Someone asked, can I enhance the writing on the back of photos? And the answer to that is yes, you can. And one of the tools you can use to do that is the Vivipix Restore software, which I use all the time. And I have to admit that this week I sent Rick Voigt of Vivipix a real stump stumper of writing on the back of an image. I can read some of it, but not all of it. You know, it's his software, so he's really good at it. And so I'm hoping he's going to be able to come up with something really special for me and help me read the rest of it. I've tried everything I can. Generally, when you have writing, you cannot read. There's things you can do, right? You can you scan it. You, if you use Vivipix Restore, it lets you uh, change the color of it to uh, black and white, sepia. You can you know play with it, all these different settings. You can sharpen it. There's a lot that you can do to see the writing on the back of a photograph. Here is a big question, common question. How can I... How can I tell the difference between two people? Like, are they the same person or not? This is very, very common. Anybody want to make a guess? I'm going to, make, I'm going to turn it over to you to have you put some things in the comments. How would you go about trying to decide if you had two, two photographs of the same person? Well, first off, you have to date each individual photograph. You have to make sure that both of those photographs could be at the right point in that person's life. So if you have two photographs of an elderly man and one dates to be 1880 and one dates to be 1900, then probably they're not the same person. They're just other family members who might look like them. But then you look at the chin and the jawline. You look at all the features in the face to try to match them up, especially the ears, spacing in the eyes, Spacing between the eyeball and the eyebrow, shape of the nose, the mouth, the whole thing. Now, of course, if they have a beard, that, you know, that can throw things off or a mustache for sure. But there's first off, you start with, is it possible once you've dated both of those photographs for it to be the same? Carol asks, when I scan tintypes, do I reverse the image? I do not, Carol, unless there's writing in the background and you know that it's reversed. So there were reversing lenses available for photographers, but not all photographers use them. So, and Dave Johnson wants to know, have I ever used Lightroom to edit photos? I have not. And the reason I have not is because it's a learning curve and I sort of feel like I don't know that I have that much time to invest in learning Lightroom, although it's a great project product and I've owned it a couple of times. I always get overwhelmed by it. 
Vivipix pretty much does it for you. I mean, there's lots of tweaking you can do. You just pop the photo in. Actually, I'm wondering if I could actually share my screen and show you how quick it is. It gives you a nine shot. And then there's lots of things I can do with it within here. I can make it sepia, which I don't really care for. And then you can play with all of these colors, sharpening, contrast. In Virginia, I print each photo out on paper and on a transparency and overlay to compare the spacing of features. Catherine, I know a lot of people use Family Search for their compare a face that could, so try that too. That works. Anybody else have any questions? This is great. Love questions. This one is, this was the one that are unlabeled photographs of use to anyone or any repository. That's the question. So what do you think? If you have completely unidentified images, now this is what I do, right? I help people identify their family photographs and, and date them and try to figure out who they are. But suppose these are just random photographs that you just see somewhere. Would a repository be interested in them? Probably not, unless they are significant in some other way. Like they're significant because they're showing historical, some historical information like stores or buildings that are no longer there, then that might, that might be of interest. Are they of interest um, to anybody? Well, this is why there's websites like deadfred.com. That's why all over the internet now we have uh, who are like Kate Keller, for instance, she has her forgotten, the forgotten faces on Facebook. There's the photo angel who's doing that now. There's people on Instagram who are just randomly posting images and trying to reconnect them with family. I try to reconnect these images, especially once I date them and if I can identify them with repositories who might want them. I, I'm not having great luck, so I don't know what to tell you. I am helping a relative right now with their collection of, of things that they have from the family that their children don't want, and we are trying to find a home for them. And it's pretty significant. It's early Vermont history for a particular town in Vermont, and some of it is from a, a university that somebody attended. So I will give you an update on that. I, I am trying really hard. We, inventoried half the collection and we have the other half to go to send it away and see if anyone's interested. So yeah, if you're looking to donate material, contact the repository and they'll tell you what they need. And first and foremost, what they need is to make sure that it fits within their collecting policy, but also they will probably ask for an inventory list of what you have. And that can be pretty specific. I have coming up on the podcast in October gravestones with photographs on them, early ones. So I interviewed this guy, Elliot Conte, who um, has done a survey of cemeteries in various places looking for early 19th century photographs on gravestones. Pretty cool. Very cool. And they're actually in amazing shape. So every time we worry about how we're storing our pictures, I think about these gravestones where the images have been out there in the elements for more than 150 years and he can still see the pictures. We don't have any answers as to why that's so and why that's possible. Make sure you get on my newsletter list, please. Lori wants to know, does Vivapix repair? 
You can zoom transcribe, you can add metadata. Vivipix is a pretty high functioning program. And by the way, if you have a question, send me a question and I'll deal with it next month. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media, leave me a rating and a review. And if you know of a friend or family member who's also interested in family photographs, share this episode with them too. See you next time. I'm thrilled to be offering something new. Photo Investigations. These collaborative one-on-one sessions look at your family photos. You and I meet to discuss your mystery images and find out how each clue and hint might contribute to your family history. And trust me, these images can reveal so much in your research. I have decades of experience in the photo, genealogy, and history industries. This is your chance to learn from me and discover the stories in your family images. You can find out more by going to MaureenTaylor.com and clicking on Family Photo Investigations.